2: I just want to check in with you throughout the show this morning, make sure we're not missing anything on the closings. You've got... What do you have on your list, Gary, just to make sure that I'm doing this right? I have a bunch of delays, and then the closings are Goochland, Amelia, Louisa, and Caroline. Okay. So it's not that... The closing's not expansive. It's just some of the uh, the big 4 you said are the 2 oh, yeah, hour I delay. Yeah, I call them the big 4, that's what I call Henrico, them. Rico, anyway. Chesterfield, Richmond and Hanover. And Hanover. Yeah, right, so they're on the 2 hour delay. Right. Chesterfield. Right. Job looking again just to be sure here. that it hadn't changed. That it hadn't changed. Chesterfield 2 hour delay, Hanover 2 hour delay. Uh, Henrico, two-hour delay, and let me scroll down here to mm-hmm. R for Richmond, <laughs> Richmond City Schools, two-hour delay. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. it hasn't changed. All right. Well, you want to check online before you head out today. I mean, like the Science Museum is closed today, and so there are different things that are that are going to shift here. I went to Annie the Musical last night at the Galtria Theater. Alonzo uh, was not that interested in Annie, <laughs> so he stayed home. But I enjoyed the show. I brought back memories of like when I was 10 years old and went with my sister and mom to say, I really enjoyed it. We're going to talk to Daddy Warbucks, by the way, at the end of the program here. Uh, but it was a little slippery. And I talked to uh, Cindy Creasy, who runs the uh, marketing for the Broadway shows. And she said, Yeah, you know, some groups, they didn't want to bring out, the- they didn't, they didn't. Go to school in the daytime. So they canceled on seeing the show in the afternoons. We're trying to rebook them. I think there are people who, um, you know, especially if you're running an organization, are being very, very super cautious given the ice. And I beat up on everybody in the 6 o'clock hours saying, I think, this, I think we're kind of wimpy and weak that a day after a two-inch snowstorm, my God, uh, we're still backing away. From returning to normal life. I just don't think that's really healthy for the society to be that weak and timid and scared, even with the threat of lawsuits. But let me counter my own statement. I walked out the door this morning and I looked, and it was a sheet of ice right out in front of my uh, step. And I have made that mistake before where I thought, I'm in a hurry, it's early, uh, I gotta go. And then I find myself flat on my back. And you know, when I was younger, it didn't I was okay. I didn't break anything. But you do want to be careful if you're about to head out this morning, because it is what, 18 degrees still this morning. It's pretty doggone cold. And if there's any water, it's gonna be ice and you will slip. So be cautious. All right, 708 on this Wednesday morning, it's the 17th day of January, 2024. I'm John Reed, and we are glad you're with us here on News Radio, W-R-V-A. I try to have a lot of different voices. Uh, on the air i'm still trying to get some democrats from the general assembly to come and talk to us about their plans they know i'm critical but i promise you if the democrats come on i will be fair i will not insult you i might ask you some questions that you don't like but i'm happy to have people on who disagree with me and my rants are one thing but i try to be you know just like if somebody were at your business or someone were in your home you would like to be polite to that person even if you adamantly disagree with them Right. That's how I was raised. Now, I'll tell you what I think. But, you know, if we're sitting there, I would like to be polite to you. So I'm still hoping that maybe some of the Democrats and, you know, Tim Kaine's running for re-election this year. So I'm waiting for Tim Kaine to say, hey, John, I know you're not a fan of the Democratic Party and I know you've been critical of me, but I'm willing to come on WRVA, not because of you, but because of your big audience. I'm hoping that's going to happen, and I promise you, I will be respectful and dignified in the way I interact with people. I I, I value that reputation, even if I trash you in my um, commentary. Well, it goes for Republicans too. I want to be fair because there's a lot of infighting right now. After the loss in November, um, you know the disappointment that we've. The Republicans are not going to be in the majority in the House. We have. Uh, New leadership that are Democrats in the House, Democrats controlling the Senate. Thank God we got Glenn Youngkin um, in the governor's mansion. There's a lot of like, whoa, who screwed up? Who didn't pull their weight? This kind of thing. Well, we had Congressman Bob Good on yesterday. Talk about the federal budget and, you know, the results of the Iowa caucus. I thought it was a great interview if you want to listen to it online. Uh, But he is being challenged by the newly elected state senator, John McGuire, someone else who I also personally like. John works really hard. And. But Bob Good said, hey, John McGuire just got elected a senator, and now he's up in Iowa campaigning for Donald Trump? Is he, is he representing Virginians, or is he up in Iowa sucking up to Donald Trump? And I thought, well, you know what? It's only fair to have John McGuire on and give him a chance to respond. Senator McGuire is with us this morning. I really do appreciate you coming on. Um, how are you? Did you hear the Bob Good interview yesterday? You got any reaction to that?
1: Yeah, you know, I think he's probably scared. He realizes he's in big trouble. I think he's caused a lot of problems for Republicans at the local, state, and federal level. And, you know, i got to tell you, I've never had so many people across a district or across the country ask me to do something. Hmm. And, you know, I, th- I just would say, hey, I'm running for state senate, I'm running for state senate. But the evidence was presented to me, and his befa- behavior is so egregious that I couldn't wait. People are like, you know, you just got elected. And now you're running against Bob Good, and he's so bad for the district. uh, I couldn't wait. I mean, I'll give you an example. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What do you mean? Yeah, let me give you an example. So, you know, my wife and I were at a Virginia Tech football game. And I'm telling you, over 20-some people came up to me and said, thank God you're running against Bob Good. But one of them was a a Liberty University college kid. And he said um, that when uh, Bob Good won his race, he personally called this kid up and said he was a disgrace an embarrassment to the Republican Party because he didn't support Bob. Now my thing is, we've got people dying uh, by the thousands of fentanyl overdoses. We got China, uh, I and Taiwan. We got the uh, record number of people coming across the southern border last month. Uh, We've got two Navy SEALs killed in the Middle East. We've got uh, uh, Iran-backed militia fired a rocket on an American vessel yesterday. And he's got time to call people up that didn't support him and tell him their disgrace and embarrassment. And that's probably the tamer example. Uh, we can certainly get into more if you'd like.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, let me, at, so, at some point, we'll have to vet that. I mean, I've heard that, that Congressman Goode is pretty hardcore, and, uh, you know, he, I mean, maybe it's old school. Like, you need to be on board with me, and if you're not, you're going to know that you're not. I don't I've heard anecdotal stuff like that, but you're hearing a lot of it, and that's what's motivating you to yeah, run against it, him, is it?
1: Yeah, and his behavior is indefensible. Hmm. And there's no excuse and no scenario that's okay. I mean, I wouldn't elect a guy to drive a school bus with my kids on it, the way he treats people. Now, this and is pretty rough,
2: Senator McGuire. I'm telling I mean,
1: it's, un- it's unbelievable. I tell you, I, But this, this also
2: splits the party in some ways. Do you think uh, – I mean, is this the smart thing to do? With I mean, I guess the seat is safe for Republicans at least for the moment. But
1: yeah, and, and that's the thing. I believe he is the one that's dividing our party, hmm. and that's why you're going to see as the endorsements come out, you're going to be overwhelmed. Uh, you know, and I and again, you know, I know Governor Yunkin, myself, and you've been an incredible voice for our conservative movement. You, uh, you know, we lost by the Senate by two thousand votes, which is not a lot. And you know, you know, they got rid of the speaker and you know and that's the choice but now that the, the news speaker is they're talking about possibly getting rid of him as well and the thing is they did this right before the virginia elections mm-hmm. and for three and a half weeks and they said themselves in interviews they had no plan no plan and uh three and a so half you weeks think it's democrats
2: it's possible I think that it impacts- republicans lost it, it, that's one thing that could have cost those votes that would have made absolutely. the
1: absolutely over, uh, over thanksgiving over Thanksgiving, I received text messages from folks saying that family members at the table said that in fighting uh, with the speaker race for three and a half weeks when they had no plan, mm-hmm. they switched their vote. Now, again, I don't think that mess, uh, I don't think that flipped any of the Republicans. But, you know, Virginia is a blue state, purple state at best. And it's the, the independents and the moderates that we're trying to win in the middle. And that did not help. And so, and again, if they had a plan, yeah. it might have been different. And now they're talking about doing it again. So I don't I think I think Nancy Pelosi said, let me get this straight. You're going to partner with us to take out our best fundraiser. And she's probably said, I'll take that deal all day. Hmm. So he partnered with the Democrats. And, you know, he's got a habit or a history of partnering with Democrats when he doesn't get his way and you know we are all frustrated you know if the national debt was one trillion dollars it would be egregious and too much we all want to eliminate that national debt Mm -hmm. as fast and as much as possible we're all frustrated but you don't partner with the democrats and now they're talking about doing it again and Mm -hmm. you know he also you know whether you like president trump or not if if you if you like president trump i love you if you don't like president trump i love you but I think your listeners, I think our constituents, are sick and tired of politicians that say one thing and mislead them. And I'll give you an example. Yesterday on your show, he said that he picked DeSantis because he just wants eight more years. Well, again, he's misleading the people. You know, he's a never-Trumper, and he goes around saying, can you believe John says I'm a never-Trumper? Well, in 2016, when Hillary Clinton was uh, battling Trump in the general election, Bob Goodwood Uh, Attacking him on social media. Mm -hmm. Now, that's after he won the primary. So, if you're attacking Trump in the general election, you're helping Hillary. And then let's fast forward to a year ago when he had a primary challenger. He begged Trump for an endorsement. Trump endorsed him. And less than a year later, when Trump got some ridiculous indictment, and even the Democrats, some Democrats admit it was a ridiculous indictment. Now, he could have done that any other day, Mm -hmm. but he endorsed DeSantis. And he did that before. DeSantis even got in the race. So that was back in May. So then in November, Politico, and I sent you that link this morning, uh, in November, Politico did an interview, and he said, I wouldn't publicly or privately say anything bad about Trump. And then I think a week or so later, Politico puts out a video where he's going after Trump. It had nothing to do with eight years. What uh, what Bob was saying in that video is Trump's not pro-life. He's not a conservative. He's not pro-gun. And he's probably the most pro-life president we've ever had. And I think he was the only president that ever did the pro-life march. And he's also one person, that put that yeah. Supreme Court. Yeah. yeah. So he's right. willing to say or do whatever it takes, work with the Democrats to support Bob. Right. And I think that uh, the distinction in this race is going to be, do you think uh, being a congressman is about protecting your butt and being a mafia boss and intimidating people? which I would not give him a pass on that. I mean, the way he talks to grandmas and pastors, I'll give you the evidence later, is indefensible. We're losing our country. And the only way we're going to solve all these problems of national debt, the only way we're going to solve these problems with China and Taiwan, mm -hmm. is to get President Trump elected. So I've been with Trump since he came down the escalator. mm -hmm. I don't waver. And would you rather have a guy who's always with you or someone who flip-flops?
2: I, I hear your point there, So, but i, right. I got to ask you this, and I'm running out of time. Dan's sure. freaking out, sure. but I okay. need you to answer this, though. What do you sure. say to, you know, you talk about people saying one thing and doing another. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about how you ran for the Senate, and then some people mm-hmm. said, well, wait a minute, I thought the guy was running for the Senate, and he said he wasn't going to do anything else, and now you're running against Bob for Congress. And then his criticism yesterday of you being in Iowa instead of being at the state capitol with your new job in the senate i you know i like you and i'm not trying to be a jerk but what is your no, answer okay, to that
1: fair i'd just say there was a mature, material change in circumstance like i said people were asking me over and over my intention and i ran for the senate mm-hmm. and i'm running for the senate to, uh, I, I ran for the senate to un california virginia uh and yesterday for example i put in uh, we, i presented a bill to separate us from california legislators that are putting those emissions on us in 20, uh, 2035.
2: But did you miss Um, anything important, you know, optically? No, I didn't.
1: Well, no, I mean, no, I didn't. I was, I was on the floor in time, didn't miss any vote on the floor. There was some uncontested stuff in the committee where you give your opinion on how they should advance to the next level, Mm -hmm. but I'd already worked all that out last week. So we Um. were good to go. And, uh, you know, he didn't, probably doesn't tell you that last Friday out of 140 legislators, I got the Policymaker of the Year Award. He probably doesn't tell you that I, a couple of years ago, I got the Legislator of the Year Award. I'm doing no. the job. I have the highest award for conservatism in Virginia. All and right. you know I work hard, and we got to get Trump elected. All and right. So, let me, I got to run, John. Doing.
2: Senator McGuire, Senator John on. McGuire, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we will continue the conversation. Thank you.
1: All right. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye.
2: 719. Uh, we'll be back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.